Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. How's it going, Holden? Not bad. Fine, fine Sunday afternoon that we have here. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. All things considered, doing pretty well. Gonna talk about some Boba Fett and Peacemakers, so. Yeah. Very, very excited about that. Um, <laughs> I guess you just said the next part of the show. Should we just go into the intro? No, I'm, I'm still going to say it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know what they say. Redundancy is important. Redundancy is important. We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of uh, the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5, and uh, the first five episodes of Peacemaker. That one movie podcast. But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Hopefully, it goes a little bit more smoothly and more excitingly than that intro went. Yeah. (laughs) We are off to a flying start this week. The Toms Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. All right, Holden, what do we got this week? Okay, starting off, um, got some F10 casting news. No, know you're excited for a new Fast and Furious film. Um, yes. But uh, Jason Momoa is has joined the cast of F10, apparently as the villain. My man. My man. That, you know, that, that fits. So I think he's a natural fit for this franchise. He is very muscular and big. <laughs> and he plays one role in every movie. So I think that Much works. Much like most of the cast. Yeah. So... <laughs> So I'm going to give that a Brokaw because that just makes sense. Yeah, Brokaw. I am excited to see him as like a villain because I don't think he's really done that before. But um, Guardian Drogo. Uh, yeah. Kind of maybe started as a villain. Started as a villain, kind of didn't. Yeah, changed over time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, tying into James Gunn and Peacemaker. But um, so this, uh, I think we knew this already. It's going to be the last movie made by James Gunn uh, for the Guardians franchise. But it's also, he says, the last one featuring this team. Um, his quote is, this is the end for us. This is the last time people will see the t- this team of Guardians. I just want to be true to the characters and I want to be true to the story and I want to give people the wrap-up that they deserve for the story. So that is always a little bit scary. I'm doing my best. Yeah, I mean, I guess we have Thor, Love, and Thunder, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Which true. I assume the Guardians will be heavily in that, heavily featured in that movie. So, yeah, I, mean, I assume so too. Basically, four to get guardians movies basically mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a weird it's weird to see these characters going away now because they've been around for so long yeah and they're and, consistently popular and whatnot like the guardians movies are some of their like people's favorite some of people's favorite marvel movies but yeah and they were i mean they got so integrated into the rest of the mcu that 
it really does feel like we are shifting into the next era mm-hmm. of the MCU. And we'll see. Because, I mean, the Guardians are going to leave a big vacuum. There yeah, for sure. Needs to be filled. Um, and when you don't have, you know, Iron Man and Captain America and you don't have the Guardians, it's like, well, who's it going to be? And, you, you know, it sounds like Spider-Man's not going to be around for much longer. So I don't know. Yeah. I hope it's not just Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> as the two main characters. I mean, I, I guess it's it's interesting that, that Marvel seems... I mean, I know some of these actors just want to quit, you know, but it also seems like Marvel is just very confident in the direction they're going where they're, they're, they're like, oh, well, we're going to introduce all of these new characters and hope that people, you know, identify with them. Um, like the Eternals. Yeah, like the Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> Which, apparently, since it's been on Disney+, Plus, you know, people are liking it more. I think people were really just turned off by those negative reviews and just didn't go see it in the theater. I, we liked that movie. So, um, yeah. uh, maybe we were ahead of the curve and 10 years from now we'll get all the video essays about, you know, Eternals is actually a good movie. <laughs> and we'll be like, we were there. Yeah. And, um, uh, F- free guy was at, was actually a bad movie. Look <laughs> at those two. <laughs> uh, yeah. We can only hope. <laughs> Send us links to video essays in ten years, yeah. Um, where we where people agree with us because you know what they say: just surround yourself with people who just agree with you. Yeah, we like an we like our echo chambers. Yes, closed circuit rationale, whatever they call it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just like the idea. It's it's just Doctor Strange flying around saving the universe. Yeah, that's the Avengers. Just him and. Yeah, I mean, he seems he seems to be the main one that's still on board for like this phase. Doctor so, Strange know, cool. and the Winter Soldier. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, T'Challa's <laughs> gone. It's like we'll see. Boy, I don't know with some of these MCU shows. I don't know. We'll see. But I started yeah. very skeptical, you know, around the first Avengers, and I was proven wrong. So. Uh, this is just to say, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's been good. James Gunn <laughs> probably will do a good send-off. Broke yeah. off. Yeah, broke off from me, too. I um, definitely forgot what we were talking about for a long period there. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, uh, next piece of news. Uh, Jimmy, you remember that, that Mortal Kombat movie that came out this last year? Yeah, the one that didn't have Mortal Kombat in it? Yes, yeah. that one. <laughs> um, so apparently Mortal Kombat 2 is actually happening uh, it was announced that writer Jeremy Slater is going to be penning the script for it he is uh, the writer of the Umbrella Academy for Netflix and he's also doing apparently upcoming Moon Knight series um, nothing else is really known about it but apparently they are moving forward with a new Mortal Kombat film how do you feel about that uh, I think it should be called Mortal Kombat it's actually happening <laughs> We're um, actually doing it this time. <laughs> For real. Mortal Kombat. Come over here. Or get over here. Get over here. Get over here. Come hither. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't care. Bergeron. You know, that movie was fun enough, I think. It, was, it wasn't horrible, right? Yeah, it had some fun stuff in it. I think we both moderately enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. So sure, why not? 
Uh, I'll give it a Brokaw because I'm weirdly obsessed with this franchise. I've never played a game. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I think it would be cool if uh, if I didn't have to pay or just drop it on HBO Max again. Honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But um, next piece of news: uh, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, said in an interview this week that he is working on an unannounced video game project. Uh, His specific quote said, "Uh, I can't tell you which game in particular we're doing, but there will be an announcement this year. We're going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen, one that I've played for years. I'm really excited to bring it to fans around the world. Of course, we're going to do right by our gamer friends, but really we're just going to make a great movie. Oh, I was thinking it was going to be, he was in a video game, but it's a video game movie. Yeah, video game movie. Do you think he's dressed up as Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want it to be like, I mean, we're, we're expecting something, you know, big muscular guy. I honestly was thinking like maybe a Gears of War or something like that. Because I think that I saw in the article that there might be like Microsoft connections. But I just, you know, I just want something really silly. So, <laughs> yeah, Crash Bandicoot would work. Spyro the Dragon, just something weird like that. Super Mario 64. <laughs> Live action. Yeah, he's going to be in the new Super Mario movie. They recast Chris Pratt. No, no, he's in the live action one. He goes, it's a me, a Mario. (laughs) He's got like the little mustache on, but that's like the only thing he has. He like jumps. He goes, ooh, ah, Ah. wah, (laughs) falls down. He's like, wah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Gears of War makes sense. That franchise I know nothing about. Um good games you know like something like skyrim that'd be too long fallout and i don't think so what other big... we're already getting a halo show yeah that's what i was thinking big muscular guy yeah gears Maybe of war the... gears of war is like the quintessential just <laughs> huge men like running around <laughs> with armor on <laughs> way Maybe too he's large batman batman arkham um yeah just big people um Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, maybe it's Yakuza, and he's the guy in it, <laughs> and everybody else is just Japanese, and it's in Tokyo. I would pay to see him in a Yakuza <laughs> movie. That would be really funny. Um, People would hate it, but... Yeah, I don't... I what, Do you have any other guesses as to nah, what it could I'm, be? I'm, like, betting money on Gears of War, honestly, because that they've been, like, talking about making a movie of that for so long. I think, and if it, if there are Microsoft connections, I feel like that's the most likely. Call of Duty. Oh God! <laughs> Just generic war movie. Call of Duty, the one where the one where they shoot everybody in the airport or whatever the controversy Modern was. Modern Warfare Two, I think, was that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Modern Warfare Two, man, what a classic! I uh, really played it. I remember in seventh grade when everybody was playing that and I didn't because I was like, I like the Batman Arkham games and Tomb Raider. (laughs) That's how I was too. Like all my friends in like fifth grade were playing Call of Duty and I'm just like, I still like playing Mario games. (laughs) (laughs) You still like playing Mario games. Holden. Yeah, no, I still do. But now it's cool to do that. Now you're like, you're I was ahead of the curve. Yeah, just like we are with Free Guy and the Eternals. We are getting really off topic on these <laughs> on these discussions today. I a major video game franchises with big muscular men. Game. 
franchises. Looking it up? I'm just looking at major video game franchises. <sighs> but what about like something like what's it called? Dead Space. Does that have a big guy in it? Uh, no, the guy's just kind of skinny and, and sad in that. <laughs> Tetris. He's just a block. <laughs> Pokemon. He's Ash. Grand Theft Auto. No. Um, Minecraft. He's a Minecraft guy. I mean, Minecraft has Microsoft is owned by Microsoft, so that is a possibility. <laughs> he is he is a Sim. It's a movie called The Sims. When are we gonna get a movie that is The Sims? That's coming, right? I That's gonna know. happen. I don't know. It's gonna happen. Let's, I mean, let's it move was probably on. <laughs> Free Guy, Assassin's Creed. Oh, that already happened. Need for Speed. He's making his own Fast and the Furious just to get back at Vin Diesel. Yeah, could yeah. be. Could it be Need for Speed? Need for Speed already has a movie. It does with uh, uh, Aaron, Aaron Paul. Paul, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we Sports. <laughs> I say we move on. <laughs> We've been on this for a while now. <laughs> I'm going to give Dwayne Johnson video game project a Bergeron. Let's see what it is. Yeah, Oregon Trail. That's going to be a that movie. That came up under major video game franchise or whatever. Well, best-selling, $65 million. Oh, okay, okay. Or $65 million units, I guess. Probably. Seems like $65 million would not be very high. Metal Gear, 56.9. Nah, we already have Oscar sold. Isaac doing that. What about God of War? He could be a Kratos. Um, yeah, but that doesn't have Microsoft ties. No, not yet. Not yet. Microsoft buys PlayStation. Oh, God. I could see it happening. Okay. I'll, I'll say uh, Bergeron. Bergeron. Okay. And my last piece of news um, was about the uh, new Snow White movie. A bit of controversy that came up from this. Uh, Peter Dinklage uh, criticized the, use, the upcoming use of dwarves in the movie in a recent interview. Uh, he said, uh, take a step back and look at what you're doing here. It makes no sense to me. You've, you're progressive in one way, and you're still making that backward story about seven dwarves living in a cave together. What the heck are you doing, man? Uh, have I done nothing to advance the cause for my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. Um, and since that quote has come out, uh, Disney has come out and said that they're now re-examining the film and maybe replacing the dwarves with unspecified magical creatures. In Snow White? In Snow White, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't care. Is Snow White even good? I haven't seen it so long. Also, isn't she like 14? Yeah, she's young. <laughs> well, she's being played by um the West Side Story girl. So, yeah, pretty young. I think this movie... I don't really care about this movie. Maybe it'll be good. I don't yeah. care. Just why did we make it? Why don't we just not make it? Why yeah, don't we make something Disney new and original? Am I right? Yeah, I. I mean, it's been what almost a year since Disney's last live-action film uh, adaptation came out. They need to keep going, Jimmy. They're behind. What was, what was their last one? I guess Cruella. Yeah, I mean, at least that was somewhat unique. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I never did see Aladdin. Yeah, Mulan was, was awful. Yeah. And Jungle Book's pretty good. But that wasn't like that's a new thing. Like that was a new script. Like it's based on something they have, but it wasn't like there was a 
Yeah, yeah. I, but I think that's like what they. Wait, should did you do. say Jungle? You said Jungle Book. Yeah, Jungle Book. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking Jungle Cruise. Sorry. Yeah, no. Jungle Book was very good. That was a really good movie. Uh, yeah, and I like Beauty and the Beast. I never did see the Cinderella one that people always like. But uh, you know, and Lion, King, Lion King. We didn't was see not, that. Not good. Um. I just think that. Um. I just don't. I. I don't know. Peter, listen to Peter Dinklage. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. Have unspecified magical creatures and actually call it that. Call them that. Snow White and the Seven Unspecified Magical Creatures. (laughs) (laughs) That are definitely not dwarves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's in parentheses. That are definitely not dwarves. Oh. What could they replace dwarves with? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Like, uh, the seven I, magical rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept thinking of like weird. It's probably going to be some like weird CGI creatures, which is honestly going to. I mean, I guess it's probably what they were going to do for the dwarves anyway. But it's gonna. It's probably going to look not very good. <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Talking Soccer Balls. Yeah, um, fantastic. I think The Rock is going to play Tiger Woods and Tiger Woods PGA Tour. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's be done with this. Uh, Snow White, uh, Bergeron. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll be one of the, the Raymond bunnies. Rayman. Rayman. Rabbids. Yeah. Rabbids. Yeah. Maybe he'll be Tony Hawk. Or a Nintendo. Can you give your rating so we can move on? <laughs> I said Bergeron. Okay. Maybe he's in a Half Life movie, Holden. Oh God, I don't. Want, I don't want him to be Gordon Freeman. That'd be weird. Gordon Freeman. <laughs> okay, is that it for? Do you have anything for news? Um. Well, I mean, Xbox or Microsoft. Oh yeah, Activision, Duh. right? Yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> Should have written that down. Yeah, Xbox bought. Uh, yeah, Xbox bought Activision Blizzard. Which um, they make, uh, what do they make again? Call of Duty. Um, that's like all Activision makes. And then Blizzard, you know, makes like Overwatch, Diablo, um, Warcraft. All those games I could not care less about. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it, it doesn't really impact me. So it it kind of seems like a move because like Activision has had like all the like sexual harassment like claims come out. I I feel like Microsoft bought this because their stock price is just really low right now, and so Microsoft is like, oh yeah, so we'll we'll go buy that. Um, but yeah, I just like people are upset, but it's all these franchises that I never buy anyway. So even if they were to go completely exclusive on pl- on my- Microsoft platforms, I just don't care. And um, they, I mean. Microsoft has had a pretty good track record already of like allowing some of their acquisitions to still remain on other consoles, especially with like Minecraft. Like Minecraft is still on everything. <laughs> still yeah. gets regularly updated on everything. So I don't know. I it might not be anything to worry about. Like I'm sure we'll get some Xbox exclusive stuff, but probably some still multi-platform stuff, I don't know. Boy, I'm going to be so bummed out if I cannot play the new Call of Duty. Hold on. Yeah, right. Valhalla was so good. I think that was the newest one. Assassin's Creed? That's Ubisoft. Yeah. 
Valhalla, no, Vanguard. Oh, Vanguard. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's just a bunch of... Vi- it's You're just fighting a bunch of Vikings, but you have a gun. <laughs> Call of Duty Vanguard, that's right. I was, like, so Call confident that I remembered Valhalla. the name, too. I was so confident that that was the name. Oh, God. Here I am looking like a fool to all the Call of Duty fans that listen to us. Oh, that's now I'm just thinking of a Call of Duty though where you just shoot a bunch of Vikings and it's very unfair. That'd be cool. I'd play that. <laughs> oh no, Leif Erikson. <laughs> um, I don't care. Bergeron. I, I did see a trailer for a movie called Ted K about the Unabomber. Looks pretty good. I think. Is it like a? Is it a? Is it a documentary or is it an actual no? Movie? It's a it's an actual movie. Um, I don't know when it's coming out <laughs> because documentaries aren't actual movies. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Kaczynski. Uh, t- let's see, February eighteenth. Oh, what's it coming out this, on? Though? What's, yeah, what's it coming out on? I think just release. Let me let me go. Like <clears throat> if it's actually coming out though. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh! Here's the picture of actual Ted Kaczynski. He is very disheveled in that picture um it's got well it's got a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes right now but there's only seven ratings so cool um i know that like the said the guardian gave it uh four stars and interesting the hollywood reporter said mesmerizing Wow. So there you go. Great recommendations. A variety, a biopic that effectively honors its subject with its opaque severity. Ooh. Wow. Good words. Yes. Variety. The Guardian, yeah. Guard, oh, Guardian gave it four out of five stars. It is a riveting dreamlike ev- evocation of this man's tortured, unhappy life whose transient successes bring him no pleasure of any kind. Wow. Hold on. We need to start using bigger words. Evidently. <laughs> Yeah, I um, uh, okay. I'll check out that trailer. Um, yeah, I think it. I it looks cool. I mean, cool. I don't know if we have anything else coming. That's the week after Uncharted. No, I think that what you said February fourteenth, eighteenth, eighteenth. Oh yeah, I think that is after Uncharted. So maybe we don't have anything. Um. Yeah. Anywho, Holden, that's what I have. All right. All right. We'll move on to our review of uh, Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5. All right. Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5. Um, the series which we have notoriously not liked um, so far. Except I liked that second episode. Yeah. Um, and here we get your prediction coming true in a way that I was not expecting at all, (laughs) which is essentially that this episode, I guess full spoilers like usual, um, this episode is just an episode of the Mandalorian. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, This is honestly season three, episode one of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it is. It's not even that like the Mandalorian is a big focus. It is that he is the focus of this episode it it completely follows him and it doesn't really tie into the others other episodes until like the end 
which on Jimmy, I'm I'm gonna be p- completely honest. I completely forgot that I have not watched like the last five minutes of this episode <laughs> until now. <laughs> but I do know what happens at the end of the episode already. I had it spoiled oh. for me, so I think- oh you did because I was like I asked you I was like or I t- we were talking when we got together and I was like well, I think my prediction came true where the Mandalorian is in this episode. You know, yeah, like, he's just in the whole episode and then Fennec comes in at the end. So I'm like, if you hadn't seen the last five minutes. So what part did you just see then? I think I I got up to him. He's like test flying the ship. What's well, really weird? <laughs> it's so weird because he gets like pulled over by X-wing cops. Okay, <laughs> but I think they're the same people from season two, whatever the one where they had the X-wing pilots in it. I don't okay. remember. Okay. Was that season one or two? I think that's two. I think it's the one where they break into to get somebody out and they break into like the spaceship and oh yeah season one that's season one yeah and they're like hey did you used to fly a razor crest (laughs) (laughs) and then it was a very weird scene it was the most out of place scene in the entire show I, i it was like why is this happening it had no impact on the rest of the show either maybe they'll come back okay um okay but uh Oh, so you missed him saying wizard then. So he 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 Sorry, lands. What? You missed him saying wizard then. That didn't wizard. You? Yeah, so he lands. Yeah. Um, he lands the N one starfighter, which great choice by the way. I mean, yeah, very no, underrated cool. Star Wars ship. Very cool. My favorite Christmas ornament when I was a kid was playing with the N one. Naboo Starfighter uh, Christmas ornament that we had. Such a cool looking ship. Um, so glad it's coming back. I do like the Razor Crest, but I can get on board with this. Um, and he lands it, and uh, Amy Sedaris, her character is like, How was it? And he goes, Wizard. That's a callback to uh, when uh, Anakin Skywalker is building his pod racer, and young Greedo says, Wizard, Annie. What does that mean? It means cool. Oh, <laughs> You've never okay. heard it? you never, like, known that was a line? No. <laughs> yeah, no, if you watch The Phantom Menace, and, like, I don't remember if it's, like, right after he wins or when they're making the, the pod racer. They're like, wizard, Annie. Well, now I'm kind of like, glad I didn't so watch cool. the end of this episode, because if I had heard him just say wizard, I would have been like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what, what kind of response is that? It was George Lucas thinking he, he knew he was cool. I don't remember if it was young Greedo who said it. It was some one of the kids there. Okay. Um, okay. Very iconically cringed, cringe line of, of the Phantom Menace. Okay. Wizard Annie. Um, so good Phantom Menace callback. Uh, but yeah, the rest of the episode, he is he's on the cool ring thing. It's a cool thing. Doesn't look very practical, but yeah, it looks like a like a Halo from Halo. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, so I kind of haven't really said it. This is the best episode of this show, in my opinion, but it's also just not an episode of this show. Like, it's, it is, <laughs> it is baffling to me that the show has had, like, nothing to do for four episodes, and then it has, like, the gall to, instead of moving the plot forward in any way, to just go over and spend a whole episode with, uh, with Din Djarin instead. I just, 
in a way i really liked the episode but i also hated it for that reason yeah i mean what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) it's like uh boy i i don't understand like what you're what i'm not complaining based on the rest of the show like I would have much rather have just watched an episode of The Mandalorian than watch an episode of Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah, but. and there's and there is some like really good stuff in this episode. Um especially I think like the first half of the episode especially is particularly strong. Um him, you know, going to collect the bounty and everything, that uh, that whole stuff in the intro and his whole stuff with the with the Mandalorian clan. Um and it, I mean, yeah. it remains good. I think they spend too much time fixing the ship, like later on in the episode. I could have done with a little less of that, because um, it kind of got boring and repetitive. That went on for like fifteen, twenty minutes of the episode. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, we got a little BD unit in there. Yeah, yeah, the little guy from Fallen Order. Different one, but the same type. I yeah. think it's so cute. They are the little BD units. I think they're. Um, I think they're my favorite Star Wars droid at this point, just because how cute they are. They're very adorable. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. I I think I. I don't know if I like the second episode better. I mean, it certainly the second episode is the best Book of Boba Fett episode, <laughs> but. I don't know if I preferred this one. It's hard because it's like I clearly just like the character of the Mandalorian more and think he's more interesting. Yeah. And um, okay, what I one of the things I liked about this is a complaint that we that you've especially shared is like sure he def he talks about going to see Grogu and stuff, but like this episode didn't have Grogu and I felt like it was still a strong Mandalorian episode on its own. Like so if Grogu isn't like a main character again, I don't I think this shows that it might not all be bad. No, I don't like I don't think it would be completely uninteresting like Book of Boba Fett has been. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it would be nearly as interesting if that makes sure. sense. Um and he's definitely going to go well at least he talks about going to see Grogu, so that's encouraging from my standpoint. He made him like a little helmet or something. Yeah, it was really made him a little armor out of the. I'm I'm kind of sad the Beskar spear got melted down. Yeah, I did too. Really it was cool. it was definitely redundant with the dark saber. Also, the dark saber, like, <laughs> it gets heavier when you use it. <laughs> so, yeah, I like don't understand would, that. Why is it? Why would you want to use it? <laughs> why I feel why is that a better weapon than the spear? I feel like that was just because he didn't know how to use it properly. Like maybe once he trains with it more, then that won't be an issue. He's gonna have to learn the force. Yeah. Is he gonna just turn into a Jedi? I don't think so. I don't think he's gonna be force sensitive. Actually, I don't know about that one, Buckle. I don't know. If he becomes force sensitive, I think I'll be less interested. Maybe adolescent Grogu will wield the dark saber. Yeah. I okay. I found it really weird <laughs> that um, like I know you're supposed to you can't you're not supposed to wield the dark saber unless you get it in combat, right? But like during the duel, like at the when the duel's completed, like the armor is like you take off your helmet, and Dinjarin's like, yeah, I did. And then she's like, well, then you're Mandalorian no more. And they just let him 
walk away with a dark saber. <laughs> I don't know. It was just kind of weird, and like, I don't know. It kind of seemed like that was like almost a qualifier for the duel. Like the duel was gonna be null if like either of them said, "Uh, yeah, I've taken my helmet off." You know, it's like you couldn't have asked that before the duel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it was, it was just kind of like a weird weird thing and they, and like the way it's like done is like no one's talking and he just awkwardly like shuffles over picks up the dark saber and leaves <laughs> it was just it, it was very odd yeah uh i did like the beginning where he's just lopping people in half yeah yeah that was good he, he just cuts a guy in half <laughs> and then takes his head off see that's like um, that's the violence that boba fett needs like Mandalorian is more I like in his show he's been shown to be more compassionate and whatnot. So if he was less violent, whatever. But like Boba Fett should have this ruthlessness that the Mandalorian is showing in this episode. I don't I just don't get it. Yeah. Um That was that was good. I liked that whole action sequence. Um Thinking of other parts of the show, we talked about the Starfighter. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. Sometimes for Star Wars, when it gets too close to our how our world operates, it's kind of a turnoff. But I didn't. What are you referring to? Like the commercial flights and having to like check your luggage. Yeah, and, I mean, it makes sense that that stuff would exist in this world. It felt like Star Trek to me. Yeah, times. I could see that. Yeah, that. Yeah, that commercial flight thing. I mean, I guess it makes sense that it exists. Like, I guess just from a logistical standpoint, but it does seem kind of weird. Also, that droid was from uh, the old Star Tours ride, Jimmy. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it. No, I've I, been uh, on it. No, I, the only reason I know that is because I like looked up a list of Easter eggs or whatever, and it's like, did you see this? This droid was on Star Tours. I'm like, oh wow. I don't even really know what that was. But You never went on Star Tours? No. I remember. I've never it been being to like fun. Disney or Universal or any of those cool parks. Holden. We gotta go on a, a bro trip to Disney World. <laughs> I'd be I'd be okay with that. I really wanna go. Galaxy's Edge. We can build our own lightsabers. Oh yeah. And we can duel in front of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Make our own sounds. Pew, pew um like ewan mcgregor did uh yeah i mean look am i complaining that we got season three episode one of the mandalorian absolutely not i would just assume let's just go to episode two next week (laughs) well that's what i'm like i'm wondering because like he's talking about oh he's like i need to go see grogu first or whatever i'm like so are we just gonna get that for the next episode and we're not gonna get like an actual boba fett episode until yeah the last that's one? a really that's a really good point because i was confused about that too i'm like well wait we're gonna go see grogu first and then we're gonna i mean something's gonna have to happen yeah or he doesn't do that unless they just so show grogu at the beginning of the next episode which would be oh. weird yeah. Or also, if, imagine if you hadn't watched The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, right. Watching the show, like, you're, what is happening? You're just going into this. You're like, man, I love the character of Boba Fett. He's, I think he's really cool. I want to go into the show, and then you get like the most boring show, <laughs> and then the fifth episode, you just do not know what's happening because you haven't watched this other show. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why is Boba Fett younger and just gunmetal colored now? <laughs> Why are there so many Boba Fetts? <laughs> um, yeah. I also, boy, the Mandalorian rules are just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I. Okay, so the show has not explained yet. I mean, like, they kind of, like, they reference Bo-Katan in this episode and talk about her a little bit, but I'm still not clear as to why she can take off her helmet. Well, she's, uh, she's, like, uh, they're, like, the Democrats and the Republicans, Holden. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, they're, they're different form. The, they are, like, the um, fundamentalist Mandalorian like these are the traditions this is what it means to be a Mandalorian I think Bo-Katan's like more of a progressive like nah you don't need to do that you can take this off those are kind of arbitrary rules that don't really matter okay I guess where she doesn't you know it's like uh it's like the she's like the Martin Luther (laughs) of the Mandalorians (laughs) maybe (laughs) the Martin Luther of the Mandalorians um from what I gather, and they did clarify with the fact that oh, she was just handed the dark saber, and yeah, that's why all these bad things happened to us. I, it was cool to see the destruction of Mandalore. That was pretty yeah. cool to see. That was cool. Also, they just didn't put up any sort of fight. I guess. Yeah, it was. It it just seemed like a massacre. But like the Mandalorians are like a warrior people, so I don't. It doesn't. Why did they massacre them? <laughs> Who knows? Seems like that would just be expensive to drop all well, these bombs. I can't remember. I haven't finished Clone Wars, but I think they're more neutral in the Clone Wars. So maybe it's just like the Empire being like, yeah, we don't want any potential threats. I guess, but I don't know. it'd be cool to actually see that, you know? Yeah. Um, you haven't finished Clone Wars? Still not yet. No, I like. I think I'm on season four. I just just like, watch the last four episodes and call it. No, I want to because like, I hear call I'm it. at the point. The point I'm at until the end is like pretty good. So I want to actually keep watching it. But I just apparently the last arc I finished was like the last bad arc. So I just need to force myself to go back into it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna? Because there's a big a lot of the last four episodes take place on Mandalore. Um, let's see other things in this episode. I'm trying to think through all that's happened. Yeah, <laughs> Boba Fett's not even in it. Like he's literally not even in it. Yeah. Not even at the end. Like Fennec is in it. And uh, I want want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. That's what she says to him. Yes. Come join the Avengers, Boba Fett. Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian. Dinjarin. Yes. Dinjarin. Um, yep. I think I think we can go to the next part. Wait well, rating, I guess. Um, I mean as an episode of as an episode of Book of Boba Fett, this is not very good because it's it's literally just not an episode of it, but on its own I think this is like a seven and a half or an eight for me. I would say seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'll like, settle with that. I think it's one of the better episodes that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard has directed. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. Let's say. I, I can't remember all the other ones she's done. She did the seven samurai one in the first season. I can't remember what she did in the second season. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right, Holden. Let's move on to Peacemaker, huh? Yeah. All right, so Peacemaker, uh, new HBO uh, DC series, HBO Max DC series uh, from James Gunn. It's a spinoff sequel thing uh, to the Suicide Squad movie, which we watched in August, uh, which follows the titular character of Peacemaker after the events of that movie. He survived uh, Idris Elba shooting him in the throat. Um, And here he is. How many episodes? Five episodes. Um, yeah. Out of out eight, of how many will there be? Eight, eight or nine? I can't remember. Um, got a few more at least. But um, yeah, I've been watching this since it came out. Uh, it's been three weeks now because they dropped three episodes in the first week, which was kind of ridiculous. Uh, but since we didn't really have any movie coming out this week, we kind of decided, oh well use it as a way to catch up and then we can kind of finish doing it weekly like we have been for Boba Fett. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh, what do you think of the series so far, Jimmy? I think it's gotten better as it's gone. Uh, I yeah. think uh, the first two episodes were good, but I didn't love it. I think I really enjoyed the third episode. I thought that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then I the fourth and fourth episode was solid and then i enjoyed the fifth episode quite a bit too yeah yeah is it's where i'm at see um uh, as you mentioned last time or when i saw you on friday it's just nice to have a show where things are happening <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's it's kind of it's crazy going from book of Boba fett to this because this show has like actual plot developments character developments good character moments good writing um it's just like it's a complete flip from book of boba fett and i don't even like the show isn't perfect or anything but it is far more entertaining than book of boba fett i the writing is just way better i like how um i get are we gonna go non-spoilers first for a little bit and then spoilers yeah let's try to do a little bit non-spoilers all right non-spoiler wise um I just like how things like they build things up, but they pay them off pretty quickly. Like mm-hmm. it's like the payoff is usually within the next episode, uh, which is nice. Like I, I honestly like we're at episode five. I really don't know where we're going. Like mm-hmm. there's going to be some sort of conflict between some characters, but it's like a lot of the stuff. Oh, I thought like they set up like, oh, we have to kill this U.S. senator. But I thought that was going to be like at the end of the season. But that like mission takes place much sooner than I would anticipate. And yeah. it's like, okay, now on to the next mission thing or task that we need to do. Um, so I, I just like how the pace of it, it seems very brisk. They're, they're doing things. Character arcs are happening. Characters are pretty interesting. Some of it is I, I just a little bit to james gunn for my taste i would say yeah uh, there's uh, some of the jokes don't land um it's like the, i mean it's like in guardians of the galaxy yeah yeah right? it, when, I, I like think, not not every i don't find everything in guardians of the galaxy hilarious yeah especially the second one but if but when you strip away that stuff that i don't find that funny 
it's still a very solidly written show with good character, you know, movie with good characters and good plot. Just yeah. sometimes those jokes and those bits can not be, I don't think they'll age very well. And it's like, if I ever rewatch this, I'd be like, ah, okay, I gotta watch this bit again. But yeah. It's, it would be worth it for the overall story. It's mostly, most of the jokes that don't land are just when like, peacemaker says the word dick a lot or something it's just kind of that like mm-hmm. lowbrow not very clever jokes like don't get me wrong a dick joke can be funny but it i mean sometimes it gets uh, a little bit much in this show um but i do think a lot of the jokes do land um it like like you said, James Gunn, I mean, it was that way in Suicide Squad, that way in Guardians of the Galaxy, pretty much everything he's worked on. He throws a lot at the wall. Not everything sticks. No, but he knows how to write a movie and yeah. write a show. So you got to give him credit where credit is due. And just like refreshing to have good action sequences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, these are actually choreographed. Yeah. And visceral. It- yeah, and they they're really cool too. I mean, uh the even starting in the first episode, the fight in the bedroom without getting yeah. too much as to what happens there and non spoilers, uh that I mean that's very well done and the whole aftermath in the next episode, all very cool. Just you can tell that James Gunn is competent at what he does and yeah. very skilled. <laughs> and I don't always get that sense from the MCU shows and the Disney Plus stuff. Sure, sure. Um I guess yeah. not in like not like they're incompetent, but there's just an, a next level that yeah. James Gunn brings to it. And you're like, yes, this is clearly a level or two above what we're seeing on Disney Plus currently. And it's clearly something that like that James Gunn wanted to do instead of it's not like something that uh you know Warner Bros is is like oh we like this peacemaker character let's let's make a show you want to make a show no it was like he liked the peacemaker character and so and he was the one who pitched the show initially yeah you could you and the, having him bought in and writing all of it and directing a lot of it makes a difference cuz mm-hmm. he it's like you can tell that that there was a story to be told here not oh Let's tell a story about Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> He's a character people know. Yeah. Um, and John Cena in this is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he is probably... I hesitate to say this, but he's probably like... I guess Dave Batista. you know, he's a pro wrestler. He's a good actor. But, I mean, he's one of the better pro wrestler actors out there. He's better than The Rock? Yeah, he's better than The Rock. Um, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I I think The Rock probably has more charisma, but I think in terms of actual acting capabilities, like John Cena, just has more range. I guess well, The I Rock know. is good at what he good does. At, I think he's good at being peacemaker, but I don't know if he'll be good at being. I don't know. I'd have to see him in more things. That's or true. Not That's see him in more things, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I mean he he's delivers the I mean, he does a good job with the jokes in this. He's got some really good emotional moments. I think the character is just kind of interesting because he's this character with such a, like a horrible upbringing, and he like very naively believes conspiracy theories. But I kind of like that some of the conspiracies are like 
tailor-made for the DC universe. Like Aquaman yeah. having sex with fish, you know, that joke and everything. Like, I, I like that aspect of it. But he also Superman, has... Superman having a poop fetish or yeah. whatever it <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah. Um, and... But I also like he has like quite a few vulnerable moments too that I think he sells really well, and I th- and yeah I really like the how like Rick Flag from the Suicide Squad just like cut him to the core, like that mm-hmm. that line from that movie like Peacemaker what a joke just keeps coming back, and it's really made him like reanalyze himself and everything, and I think that's really cool. Yeah um let's see anything else to say non-spoiler wise i mean we clearly have been enjoying the show yeah no i don't i don't think so i think all the actors very good i quite like them um yeah as we said the story is very interesting yeah i think we should get into some spoilers all right i'm gonna mark it spoilers so you have about three seconds and we're diving into the spoilers right about now. So, Holden, what do you want to spoil? What do you? What's the biggest spoiler for you through five episodes? Well, I, I, it might be easiest to just kind of go a little bit through one at a time, talk about it on its own. Um, first episode, we kind of briefly mentioned uh, the the bedroom fight, which was very, which was very cool. The whole ending with him blowing blowing her up with the helmet was pretty entertaining. Um, <laughs> it's just this, I mean, James Gunn in his non-MCU movies loves violence. And clearly that's very, very much shown here. Um, oh, we didn't talk about um, Robert Patrick as his dad. <laughs> no. At all. Which you can talk about now. He's just like the most despicable human on the planet. <laughs> just like the wor- no redeeming qualities. He's like abused his kids. He's racist. He's sexist. He's homophobic. He's and like one of my favorite bits is from the first episode where the only connection that they have is when uh, Peacemaker talks about Idris Elba's rat like problem yeah and then robert patrick just he loses it he's like that better not been of the guy who shot you <laughs> yeah i i just think the character i mean like it's good that they're making him irredeemable but i think it makes it it's a good way of making peacemaker not seem as bad in context like considering this is who he grew up with he's honestly came out a lot better than he could have yeah yeah that he has like a heart still like yeah he, but like he grew up his his nature is positive but his nurture is like he has a heart but he has no idea how to use it for good exactly yeah until he's until he's in this group the 11th street kids that's a nice touch that their group message oh yeah um but uh yeah it's episode one yeah the highlight is the the hotel fight and <laughs> now he just keeps <laughs> really painfully falling from level to level on just concrete (laughs) that's that's something i think this show does really well is like peacemaker yeah he's big he's john cena and everything but he has no powers no he's he's just a skilled marksman with some good hand-to-hand combat and so the show does a really good job of making him just not seem like a super powered person and that, that that scene was was very funny 
Yeah, just it was. You could just feel the pain, <laughs> which is great. Um, episode two is when what is what's it? What is the what happens in episode two again? I, I oh they, uh, well, okay. That one started out with like him escaping the hotel. Okay, so every, that's him. Yeah, yeah. Because the first level. episode okay. ends with him blowing up the lady. Um, All right, sure. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, he's a, he escapes. Is that when he visits dad? Or is that the first? He visits his dad in the first. Um, okay. He meets, he visit or like vigilante visits him the first time, which I think I kind of like vigilante, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to be annoying at first, but he's become more endearing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, clearly the actor is like, the performance has Deadpool vibes, even though it like isn't fourth wall breaking really. But it's just like, yeah, he's he's endearing. He he's clearly I, a, that's so interesting. I'd never got Deadpool vibes. I just got this guy is an absolute idiot. <laughs> like <laughs> this guy does not have a brain. Well, yeah, okay. I guess the Deadpool more so comes from the voice for me. Like I think the way he performs it, it sounds like Deadpool. Okay, I can. I guess I can see that. But um. Yeah, but no, I guess aside from that, yeah, he is, he is, he's an idiot who is like, he's good at fighting and he uh, clearly, he like has like some stuff under his belt, but he just does not think things through very well. (laughs) But I love how he's like a positive growth mindset too, or he's like, I'm trying to grow as a person and you know, I'm actually (laughs) glad you let me get tortured and like so i appreciate that about you that you made the hard choice to let me grow i wouldn't trade that for my pinky or whatever yeah yeah that third episode was (laughs) so much fun (laughs) with uh the him getting his pinky like pinky toe getting cut off and peacemakers (laughs) just go for it you can do anything you want um yeah (laughs) nasty Anything anything more from the second episode, I guess, before we jump to the third one? Yeah. That you want to um, talk about? Anything from the second episode, Holden? I'm trying to remember what else happens like at the end of that. This is why you don't drop them all at once, <laughs> Warner Bros., okay? I even, it's hard like, to remember. I like went through it in, like uh, before we started recording, and I can't... Because uh, like, the third one is like mostly the mission. Um, I'm just trying to remember what happens before. I don't know. Yeah, we can just go on to the third one. That's fine. All right. You got the U.S. Senator with his, um, judo master bodyguard mm-hmm. who reminded me of the the guy from Ace Ventura when nature calls. Which guy? <laughs> the guy that Ace Ventura has to fight in like the arena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just I can see that. the crap out of him. <laughs> um, but uh yeah you we learn more about the butterflies they set up they you have the good character moments where then in the stakeout vigilante shows up because he's a moron (laughs) (laughs) i Um, that's something i like is that like they're all annoyed at vigilante at first but it's not like he's just like constantly just randomly showing up like they just quickly adopt him into the team (laughs) yeah they're just like well he he's you know he's an asset to us as long as we don't let him be a complete idiot yeah everything up like they know they realize he's dangerous and they even say that like oh well we could use another just sociopath (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) so getting him yeah that was pretty good um 
just the whole the butterfly thing where they're like eating like the, the whole question of like the kids what about the the kids mm-hmm. i thought that was an interesting thing like in peacemaker not being able to shoot yeah it makes uh, it, it makes me wonder how much of like his stuff from the suicide squad is just all bark no bite like i don't know like he says he'll kill men women and kids no matter the cost like whatever just for liberty and whatever but I, I wonder if he's like actually gone through with any of that. Yeah, well, I the, <laughs> I love the part where he's talking to Mern, and he's like, "I told you I'd kill men, women, and children, countless men, women, and children for peace, no matter what." But I never thought you'd have me killing kids. Yeah. It's like <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> but kids is too far, man. <laughs> um, I just thought that was funny, uh, and um. What else do we have? Uh, like he and you have the scene where um, Economos die beard and Mern are setting up like the cameras or whatever. And <laughs> Mern is like, I've never shared a feeling with anyone before. Mern's character, I don't necessarily like love watching him on screen, but the idea of him is very interesting. Yeah. That we have, as it's been revealed, he's a he has the butterfly in his brain but he seems the most adamant about taking out the butterflies. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm like confused because I mean, he's definitely being set up to be like some sort of traitor or something. That's like where the show wants you to think it's going, but he's it's not like he's leading him on a wild goose chase. Like he clearly led them to assassinate this senator who does we find out have a butterfly in him. So like I don't I'm very curious to see where it goes. Um, but then, yeah, then all of a sudden he turns against Adebayo at the end of the last episode, which is, it's curious, because, mm-hmm. you know, are they trying to make, is James Gunn trying to point out that, like, you know, not, you know, the, the butterfly mission isn't uh, homogenous. They're, you know, some butterflies have one interest and some other butterflies are here for a different reason sure. and maybe, like, the scrolls or whatever, like, in the MCU where it's, like, you know, they're of like any species or pe- group of people. You're gonna have good people and bad people within that group. So, and is I, he man, is he the good? Is he good or or good guy or a bad guy? And I think I the whole the whole concept of the butterflies itself was, I mean, not at all what I was expecting for this series to like be. I mean, we didn't really know anything about like villains or anything before going into it. That wasn't really confirmed, but it's just like. It's just weird enough and unique enough that I'm I'm all for it. I think it's cool. And I don't even think I don't think these are like things. I think these are original things and not necessarily from the comics. I could what's be up wrong with, on that. What's up with James Gunn and like mind control? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Suicide Squad with yeah. Um but yeah, we'll see. We we have no idea what the butterflies want mm-hmm. and why what Mern's objective is. Because he seems to be trying to be more like a person. Is he betraying the butterflies? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm he... wondering. Because uh, yeah. his like interaction with the other, the other guy in the latest episode, it was kind of like he didn't seem fully on board with it. It's like maybe he's still like pretending to be on the butterflies' side, but I don't know. Um. Well, the other guy does him a favor. 
So oh, that's true. Yeah, I wonder if there's like there's a whole syndicate of these re- rebe- rebel butterflies because he talks about how he's done some so many terrible things in the past. So I'm guessing he's ultimately a good guy, and he at the end of the last episode he apprehends Adebayo just to be like, hey, stop! Mm-hmm. I'm not one of them. Here's my backstory. Here's what I've done. Yeah, this I wouldn't be I'm surprised doing. if that's this how is... the next episode opens up. So I think we'll learn more about what the butterflies purpose is and why Mern wants to stop them. And I wouldn't be too surprised if that other guy who was being the new police chief is a butterfly, but maybe he's not. Maybe he was a connection to the actual people. I'd have to go back and look at that dialogue more closely. Yeah. I guess I maybe assumed that the police chief guy was a, was a butterfly, but maybe that was never confirmed. Um, I you yeah, mentioned he, Ad- he, he, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go go I was just going to say it, it's interesting Mern trying to show emotions and feel things and be more mm-hmm. human, which is just an interesting concept. Go ahead with Autobio. Yeah, I was just going to we you mentioned Autobio, hadn't really talked about her yet. I think she's a pretty fun addition. Um I the one thing about her I'm not I'm not convinced will have a satisfying payoff is her mom being Amanda Waller. Like I don't to me there's not much of a purpose of that so far other than oh hey i know amanda waller i know that character but so far it doesn't really seem to serve much like it, i mean you'll have like the other characters talking smack about her and then you have out of bio looking like uncomfortable in those conversations but that's kind of it i don't know yeah I, I think there's more to be uncovered there i think they're going somewhere with that and it just hasn't played out yet it would be my guess and she might have to choose between her mom and her and the team and she probably has a she probably has a different perception of her mom than the others do and maybe she doesn't know her mom as well as she thinks she does yeah and she has to kind of the whole guardians volume two notion of like you choose your family mm-hmm. kind of idea and she's gonna choose the the 11th street kids yeah yeah i could see that um, the whole uh, the whole scene with the PowerPoint, like <laughs> the chimp. I thought the the chimp was there to be his friend or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I want to talk about is I like how Economos is all like the person defeating the biggest threats, <laughs> like whether it was the judo that's master. True, he yeah. just hits him with the car, and the scene where he goes and hits him in the head so many times, I thought was so funny. <laughs> he's just dancing over him. And then he's the one to come in and, and chainsaw the gorilla I, as well. That, okay, the whole setup with the chainsaw, I thought was so funny, because it is, like, bordering on parody how much of a Chekhov's gun it is. Like, you, Oh, yeah. You never and, s- the, and, the, and the gorilla, too. The yeah. The silverback gorilla in the previous episode, when they're like, that's on the news, and you're like, well, there's definitely just going to be a gorilla <laughs> in one of the next episodes. I actually completely forgot about that. That's a good point. But, um... Yeah, because I'm walk- watching him week to week, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, the chainsaw, it's just like Vigilante randomly comes out of the truck and he's like, yeah, chainsaw time. <laughs> and then they're like, no, don't bring the chainsaw. But, no. Just very funny. Sorry, I'm like, and I like how my cat's like in here now and he's twitching his tail really weird looking out the window. Probably hunting a bird. <laughs> or just anytime vigilante tries to use a saying and he just messes it up yeah (laughs) like 
it walks like a duck, it's a duck or a duck in a human costume. <laughs> and then yeah, they have the really funny. the po- the post credit scenes have been pretty good too, where it's like, how is it a duck? Like, where does the bill go? Like, where did the th- how do they put <laughs> pants on with their feet? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Um, and uh, when he's like, "You tell me why it's cool," <laughs> and our court's like, "It's not." He's like, "Exactly, <laughs> right?" And they're like, "You're a moron." <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I like how he's like the most competent fighter of them as well. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, um, yeah, he is. The whole uh, whoa, what was it called? The whole place, the facility that they went to. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, but where they start blowing people up. Yeah, Peacemaker comes on, activate X-ray vision, <laughs> starts. Yeah, it was. People. It was very much. Uh, uh, it was like reminiscent of They Live, the John yeah. Carpenter movie. It yes, reminded, very much. But yeah, it was just very fun. It like it. It's so shocking. Just like I mean, we've seen violence before, but just the way he just starts blowing up their heads, even though we know they're <laughs> butterflies, it was pretty funny. I do think it's interesting too that he's keeping that one butterfly mm-hmm. behind. That that that'll amount to something. Yeah, I, I wonder what it's going to amount to. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to know. Yeah, what, there's just uh, so what many, is happening. There's so many J.J. Uh, Abrams mystery box elements. <laughs> <laughs> But Except these, I'm guessing, will have a payoff. Yeah, unlike unlike J.J. Abrams' mystery boxes. Uh, um, and then I cannot. You'll have to remind me. So the the diary. What is in the? I think I missed it. There's I think I missed it too, or maybe they just haven't explained it. Like but he, at first, I thought it was just his diary in the beginning. But now she's like seemed to plant it. Yeah, she's in like, the house because Aman- Amanda Waller is having her planted. Um, so I'm guessing it's something we're not familiar with yet. If we both missed it, or maybe I, th- I could have sworn they like showed a little bit more of it earlier, but maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it could. I mean, maybe uh, maybe the listeners are yelling at us like, "How did you not notice this big plot point?" Yeah. I'll have to look it up or something. See if, see if it's been explained yet. But it seems like she is. They're maybe gonna betray Peacemaker and have him arrested at the end, which that would cause tension. Yeah, and yeah. She seemed a little reluctant to do it, so maybe she'll. Well, I mean, yeah, that seems like an Amanda Waller move to like cover their tracks um, and just have him get arrested. So yeah, maybe that'll play more into that relationship we were discussing where Adebayo will decide that's not the way to go. But yeah, I thought, I thought you really get to buy into the team chemistry Mm -hmm. and that's good. Yeah. They already have more chemistry than Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, (laughs) which is a low bar in my opinion. Yeah, no, they, they seem like an actual team and they're all just like different enough where they all have like a cool dynamic um they're not just stereotypes like even economos who's kind of you know the the nerd guy in a chair computer guy i mean he's got as you said he's the guy who keeps killing all of the biggest <laughs> threats that just wipes out threats. everybody else yeah so I, I mean interesting dynamics in the team there too yeah 
Um, <laughs> the pinky toe is the most important toe. <laughs> yeah, the focus on that, that was pretty funny. That, I mean, as you mentioned, that whole torture scene was... It, it was, like, it was weird because, like, from the, the perspective of, like, the villain... Like, you clearly are seeing that Peacemaker just does not care about Vigilante's well-being. <laughs> so why do you keep, like, going after him? Well, he's not. Like, he's trying to understand human, how humans yeah, work. Yeah, I, okay, so I like, guess Human empathy true. is your weakness. Yeah. It's just like he has no empathy towards him. Who's <laughs> 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 the flaw of the thinking there? <laughs> uh, but yeah, good time. I think that's about all I have to say about these first five episodes, Holden. Yeah, I think so for me, too. Um, do you want to give a rating of the show so far? Uh, I don't know. I I would, I'll wait till the end, personally. Well, I we're think. giving Boba or, Fett or next, uh, Or at least the next episode. Okay. I would say my, I will just say my favorite episodes were the third and fifth. Yeah, I think I'd have to go with that, too. Um, oh, before we Oh, move- we have not talked about Eagly. Yeah, we, we haven't have talked to about Eagly. Yeah, I have another thing too. But yeah, Eagly's great. Fantastic. And he's just he's voiced by D. Bradley Baker, who is the the Clone Wars guy. I think like the clone. I oh, think. Oh yeah. Or was he the clone, or was he Obi Wan? Oh, was he Obi Wan? And maybe he's both. No, I, I think he's. Let me look it up. For some reason, I was thinking he was, like, the clone. Yeah, I mean, he's a very prominent voice actor. He does a lot of stuff. Um, wow, is he in this? Hitting this? <laughs> Where? La, 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 la. Just type in D. Bradley Baker Clone Wars. Oh, fine, Alden. <laughs> what were you going to talk about? Oh, I was, I was going to mention the whole vigilante getting put in jail, like, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the whole scene with him, like, gra- grabbing the trash can in front of the guards and dragging <laughs> it over to the window, I thought was really funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, what is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he no, D. Bradley Baker is the voice of the clones. Oh, okay. Okay, then I don't remember who did Obi-Wan. Doesn't matter. Um, I just thought that was funny, that he voices Eagly. I don't know yeah. how that works. I mean, it's like it's like Alan Tudyk doing all of those animal, like doing the toucan in, in, in Canto and doing uh, the the roly-poly thing in Raya the Last Dragon. It just yeah. seems very funny. Um, but Eagly is hilarious. Yeah, great animal sidekick he's not in it too much to get annoying but like when he is he steals it and just like eagerly constantly killing dead like animals and bringing them to peacemaker good reoccurring joke when when he hugs him that's good yeah yeah it was in the trailer but just still like very good it just how he's a dog yeah <laughs> he's an eagle and um I think, like I think, you know, Disney does that a lot where they'll just turn their animal sidekicks into dogs, but it's like more unique here because it is, it's an eagle. (laughs) She's just this big, (laughs) big meat eating bird. It's like, (laughs) 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 and the effects look great too. Yeah. I don't know if they're combining CGI and, and like, uh, I don't know, animatronics or what they're doing, but whatever it is, I can't tell. So it's really good. Yeah. The gorilla maybe they trained. Maybe they trained a, a real eagle. <laughs> yeah, maybe to to hug John Cena. 
Oh, and uh, I guess we need to talk about the intro too. Oh, the yeah. title sequence. Would I? I really like the intro. I do too. The, I did. I skipped it one time when I was watching back-to-back episodes on sure. the treadmill, and I was like, "Okay, I'm ha- I'm I'm exercising. I can skip this part to yeah. make it the second time." But that I have only skipped it once. But, yeah. Uh, no. I I'm I've I don't think I've skipped it at all. I think it's it's very fun. I just like how even like the most minor characters are like involved in it. The neighbor. Yeah. The neighbor. Uh. The janitor from the first episode. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, very, very good dance number. I like how everyone is just straight face the entire time. <laughs> I think that adds to some of the humor of it. Um, yeah, good soundtrack too. Of course, yeah. James Gunn. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of good stuff. I think, okay, now I, now I've said everything I wanted to say about Peacemaker. Yeah, I think I have too. Um, I'll give a rating. I'll give the show. Okay. I think I'll give it a eight and a half so far. Very solid. Very much enjoying it. <laughs> Just burp at the end there. Sorry. <laughs> What'd you have for lunch, Holden? I have not ate today, actually. I'm going to eat lunch wow. after after this. Yeah, you're going to eat some of that green goop. What? Your butterfly. Oh, okay. Your butterfly. I've got leftover pizza. That's probably what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, or whatever. He's going to have some green goop. All right, what are you doing, Holden? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, what am I doing this week, Jimmy? I, uh, what have I done? I've, uh, trying to remember what I've watched. My phone's over there. I'm too lazy to go get it. I can't look. I guess I could start with uh, video games while I'm trying to remember movies. Um, yeah, I'm almost done uh, with Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which is the, the second Kingdom Hearts game, technically. Um, so far, it's uh, I'm enjoying it more now. I think as the game goes on, it gets more difficult, and so the repetitiveness is not as much but it takes a while to get to that point and the story is really interesting it's like not really a thing i've seen in a sequel for anything before it's just like a unique direction to take it um so i you know kingdom hearts story gets made fun of a lot but i'm if you if you just kind of experience it in order from what i understand it's it's pretty good holden's the authority since he's played two of the since i've played two yeah (laughs) We'll see. I mean, I, I'm sure it'll get more complex as it goes on, but I, I've also heard that this is the one where it starts to get complicated, and I'm not having any issues so far. Pretty easy. Um, but yeah, so I'm almost finished with that, and then I'm probably going to take a break from them, and I'm considering either starting Yakuza 3 or Ratchet and Clank. I haven't decided. Um... But yeah, and then movies. Just looked it up. Uh, I re- this last Monday I rewatched Pirates of the Caribbean again. I feel like I rewatch this movie like every year. About I haven't seen it in a while, so I need to give that one a rewatch. And yeah. the sequel is a rewatch, honestly. Yeah, well, watch the first three at least. Um, but I watched it because me and my friends are doing a, a pirate themed D and D session, and so we we just got talking <laughs> about like, oh, let's do some research quote unquote 
And then a couple of us decided to watch Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Still so good. I think that it might be one of the best paced movies out there because it's like two and a half hours long, but it feels like maybe an hour less than that. It's just very exciting, very funny. It's awesome movie. Love it. Um, and then the other movie I watched this week uh, was The Virgin Suicides. You I've know? heard of it. Yeah, uh, it's Sofia Cop- Coppola movie. I think it was her first movie. Uh, stars a very young Kirsten Dunst and a bunch of other actors that I don't know. <laughs> but um, it's it's an interesting movie. I mostly went out of it because I had heard it was good. And you know, Sofia Coppola, you know, is the name people recognize. But I I thought it was very solid. Going into it knowing nothing, it was a surprising movie to watch it's kind of simultaneously one of the best and worst feeling movies ever like it's it's got so much of either end and it manages to balance that tone so well um it's probably not a movie i'll rewatch very often because i did like it a lot but i wouldn't say i like loved it but you're looking for a solid kind of weird 90s drama movie you can do a lot worse than that um and in terms of shows yeah like like i kind of said last week with the three shows i'm watching simultaneously i'm kind of just keeping up with that uh euphoria is still going in very odd places this it's it (laughs) constantly is is changing up what i think is going to happen so um, season finale is tonight, right? As of recording, I don't think so. Is it? I a- thought I saw that. Oh, I hope not. I hope it's not only four episodes. <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, and then um, I've been watching Fargo, rewatching Fargo with my roommate. Um, we just finished season two again, also with Kirsten Dunst in it. Um, but yeah, that was very good. Just started season three. Uh, I think that's it for me, Jimmy. What about you? What have you been doing? Uh, I think outside of just catching up on the shows this week, I played a little bit of Deathloop, um, which is fun. Yeah. I like it. I, I've started to just do more like objective, just do the, like it gives you some ideas for like, kind of like in the Hitman games, how you can follow an objective or you can just go to an area and completely explore. And I did the completely explore thing for a while. Um, and there's different, there's, uh, let's see, four or five different parts of the day. And the, the in, air environment changes up for each time something's accessible and some things aren't. Okay. So now I've kind of gone from just exploring everything to just, okay, I'm going to play the objective and then explore a little bit from here or there. Also, there's four areas. So I've been to all of them. And there's still, like, I'm still finding brand new stuff every oh, time okay. just because different things are open. And I would say, from my experience, it's been more rewarding to explore a little bit when I'm playing towards the objective rather than just go there, not really focus on anything in particular and just explore everything. Cause I, that was not as the return on investment there wasn't as good as what I'm doing now. And also I'm starting to get some actual like good weapons with some good perks. I'm like, Hey, that's kind of nice. nice. That's nifty. <laughs> um, so just fun to fun to toy around with that. And, kind of figure out how the game systems are all working so yeah it's a good game uh but again it's hard just because you have to, you kind of have to play <laughs> you know f- at least 45 minutes at a time 
Sure. You got to go into a level and do this objective and you uh, can only, you know, you loop over and over and over again. So you want to get as much done in each loop as possible. At least I do. So, yep. Uh, I think that's about it. I'm probably forgetting something, but I'll remember next week. I'm going to watch Mulan like six times this week. So that's something to look forward to. The remake. No, not the remake. Oh, gosh. I'll I'll stick to just watching that one once in my lifetime, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's all I got, Holden. So, Holden, what are we going to do next week? So, next week, um, we're going to be reviewing Jackass Forever. Um, be a bit of a different review because those movies don't, <laughs> don't follow a typical, uh, like, movie structures i'm kind of interested to see how we do that but we'll uh we'll do jackass forever um and uh, book of boba fett chapter six and peacemaker episode six wow that's so much content holden do i have to pay anything to get that pay anything no you don't have to pay anything no i don't all that content absolutely free incredible what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm talking about our podcast Hold oh okay i was like are you talking about the shows because i you need <laughs> subscriptions for those you need to go buy a movie ticket for jackass like i meant <laughs> our podcast holden <laughs> yeah uh but yeah uh, all you can find that absolutely free on well whatever platform you're listening to this on right now uh, yeah. But if you want to leave a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by emailing us at podcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Blake, do get away from my cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> Holden's cat is trying to sabotage this podcast. Yeah, he's coming clo- he hadn't come and said hi to me this morning, so I think this is him trying to do that. Just rename him Scott. Yeah. Scott Sutter. Scott Sutter, ruiner of podcasts. Um, Yeah, I was going to say something, but now I forgot. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, why don't you do us a favor? Request First Man, because Holden needs to watch that movie, <laughs> which I learned that it's one of Christopher Nolan's favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Interesting enough. So if you haven't seen it, which you probably haven't, you should watch it. It's very good. Um, unless you think it's boring, which some people do, but I would say that they are wrong. All uh, right, Holden, uh, anything else left to say? Or no, can I don't we... think so. All right. Adios, pantalones. Love you. <laughs>